So this cute little musical adaptation was announced back in 2017 and was supposed to be released in 2020. Well, surprise, surprise, it was postponed for almost two years, like many movies made pre-pandemic. The Belchers are back, singing and on the big screen for the first time. She's Tuesday, and I'm Kaylee, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. So Kaylee and I are coming at this review from two different courts. I've seen a pretty good chunk of the Decade Plus show, and Kaylee has seen none of it, if I recall. (laughs) That's right. There's just too many things to watch out there. To be honest, I have no good reason to say why I didn't watch it. It's not like it wasn't appealing, but it also just wasn't appealing enough to make me click play. I was like, Oh, I'll just put that on my futures list. And here we are. Totally get it. And for a long time, I too did not watch Bob's Burgers, mainly because I've never really been interested in adult animation, especially TV shows. The Simpsons, Family Guy, they're just, they're the same kind of tropes and the same kind of thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right, especially when it comes to like adult cartoons made here in the U.S., there's not a lot of variety and there's not a lot of smart writing. So let's tell you about this one. The film does not stray far from the Belchers we know and love. Bob and his wife, Linda, their children, Eugene, a.k.a. Jean, Tina, and Luis. The film starts a week before school is set to get out for summer. Bob is nervous for a meeting at the bank because funds have been stretched to the point that the Belchers have to choose between rent or the bank loan payment. No surprise here. The bank and wealthy landlord, Calvin Fishoder, who owns half the town, both declined to help Bob's Burgers. With a week before both payments are due to the landlord and the bank, Bob and Linda are brainstorming ways to capitalize on the Wonder Wharf anniversary, a seaside attraction that's down on the same block as their shop. Then, without fail, unsurprisingly, (laughs) a sinkhole opens directly in front of Bob's Burgers and thwarts any plans they had of getting out of debt, at least easily. Cherry on top of that, a body is found in the sinkhole, really extending that time that they're ever going to fill it. The Belcher kids go on this epic murder mystery that will not only potentially save the restaurant, but keep an innocent man from going to jail. It truly becomes two stories, how the adults and how the kids try to save Bob's Burgers. Here is a quick taste from the trailer. You have seven days to make your payment. Seven? It's gonna be okay, Bob. Happy, Mm. hopeful, Mm. kissy lips. Please. Oh my God. Louise, don't go down there, it's dangerous. Did you mean to wave your arms all over the place while falling into the hole? Because if so, you nailed it. Yes, it all went great. Sister Police, I'd like to report on oh. a thing happened. What do we do? Ideas, go. Oh, 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 what's this thing? No, no, no. Ah! Oh. I'm so nervous. I know. Can you believe it? Ta-da! 
Uh, oh, no. This is getting awkward. Ah, yeah! Son of a butt! Mm, that feels nice. I know, I know. Don't rub my sesame seeds off. I won't, don't worry. They're a cute couple. Eh, I give them a year. All right, Tuesday. So since you have seen the show, I'm very curious about your thoughts on the film itself. So what I do like is... This show is, if I believe, 11 years old and over 200 episodes. So I do appreciate the fact that they really stick with the people and the places that are familiar to their fans. It's not a crazy concept. It's a very normal family dealing with normal things. They keep their deadpan humor and their true sincerity of the family. But my big issue is... It just feels like a long, mediocre episode. With that said, I appreciate that we get to deep dive more into each character, especially the children. And it does give that time to build more of a character base. But in all honesty, could have just been two separate episodes of Bob's Burgers. Yes. On top of that, the music felt very clunky and unnecessary and really only existed in the first half or even a quarter of the film. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some amazing songs out there, and it is not uncommon for the Belchers to break out in song, one of my favorites being their Thanksgiving song. But for this, it just kind of stirred away from additional humor and storyline by having music. Mm. Yeah, and I was going to actually ask you about that. If singing is a regular feature in the show, it sounds like sometimes, not all the time. Yeah, and it just kind of plays on the storyline. It's not a huge plot point to hear the song. That's interesting. Well, coming from my angle of never watching the show and not knowing what to expect, I appreciated the fact that I was able to get a grasp on the characters right away. So I didn't feel like I was missing anything or lost. Like when I watched the latest Doctor Strange movie without having seen WandaVision. (laughs) You don't have to be a show watcher to appreciate the film. And that being said, my perspective on it, it didn't necessarily feel long or draggy to me because I haven't seen the short snappy episodes. But I can totally get where if you're converting a 20-minute show into a two-hour feature film, you got to be really good with the plot development as well as the characters to keep it flowing and keep it moving. And that's a real skill that's hard to pull off. I'm trying to think of other, not even just adult animations, but let's say like Bugs Bunny cartoons. It's not always easy to keep the yucks going, as they say. I do agree. It's very good for fans and newbies alike, which can be very hard to do. For me, it is very funny, but again, it meanders. But it will not be lacking in the deadpan humor and even the horny teenager tropes that we've all learned to know and love. Mm-hmm. And I think something that I appreciated about this film and i think you probably appreciate about the tv show is that it doesn't just play to the lowest common denominator it's not 
boringly indecent like Family Guy or American Dad, where they are just relying on inappropriate jokes, a lot of it lewd sex jokes, which they have their place, but to base an entire series off of could be, it's like, okay, guys, let's move beyond the five-year-old fart joke style. (laughs) Um, Bob's Burgers definitely has wit. They're relying on the characters themselves and their development to tell the story. And like, I really love Tina's middle schooler daydreamings that she has about the boy she likes and they're writing horses on the beach at sunset. (laughs) It's just like, oh yes, you know, we've all had similar sort of fantasies as children. Maybe you weren't riding horses. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, you were flying airplanes or depending on what kind of girl you were. But I liked how we really got a grasp of each character. And while at times there were adult humor coming from the kids, they still felt very much like kids, just maybe a little bit smarter than your average elementary schooler. And that's what Family Guy and American Dad, for me, is missing. Bob's Burgers has heart. I'm invested in the kids. I'm invested in how they grow up, how the restaurant is doing. But with Family Guy and American Dad, yes, it's a joke cut to some snippet about a story that's going on in the news and then cut back to the story. I mean, it's just so typical. You know it's coming. You know what's expected. But really, Bob's Burgers has heart. And that's what changed me into watching the show is that sincerity. Were there any surprises for you? The one thing me and I think many fans will love is we finally hear the story of why Louise wears her famous pink bunny ears. I will not give anything away, but it's so beautiful. And it's such a nice Easter egg in the story that pays homage to those who are big fans. And you will see some other little shout outs of characters that have been involved throughout the decade. Mm -hmm. And then you told me that you thought that this movie was set up as a prequel. Why is that? It did feel like a prequel in the fact that the opening number always has the grand re-re-re-opening, and it does that as well, but it's in a smaller context, which makes me think they might have started the grand reopening with this particular episode. I could be wrong. Love to hear your opinions. But yeah, it it felt like that's also where the sign started. Well, I'll just say it again. If I haven't said it, it's for the first time. This movie made me want to watch the TV show very much more. Like it's moved up on my to watch list. So I have become a fan of Bob's Burgers. I am very curious to see all the episodes I have missed all the years, which I'm okay with because that means I don't have to like hurry up and wait for the next episode. I have a lot to catch up on, which is a good place to be when starting a TV show in our uh, you know binge watching way of life these days. I'm excited to hear how you feel about it when you start. <laughs> And that's Order Up for this episode. If you liked this episode, give us a like and subscribe. Also, rate our podcast. It helps us reach more ears like yours. 
Keep in touch with all of your movie news and reviews by following Whiskey and Popcorn on all social platforms. And bookmark our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. For Tuesday, I'm Kaylee. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you at the movies.